Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Lions fans. It's time for the podcast you've been waiting for. The show where Kool-Aid runs blue. Faces turn red. And rose-colored glasses never go out of style. This is... Detroit Lions Podcast. Welcome to the Daily DLP. I'm your host, Ash Thompson, and today I'm previewing the second day of workouts at the NFL Combine. As I have been reminded, NFL people have been in Indianapolis for several days, but in terms of numbers being spat out on Twitter, this is day two. Start with the corners, because, well, that's a spot I think the Lions are going to be spending a lot of time on. Uh, so what matters here? The biggest fake in the pre-draft process is a corner running a 4-3. Doesn't make them worse, but it doesn't make them good. A 4-4 is still faster than most of the receivers they're going to face, and the thing a lot of DBs will tell you when they're being honest is that they can only run as fast as the guy that they're covering. No point in running faster. Uh... It's far more important that a quarter be able to do something when the ball gets to the catch point. And guess what that means has historically, statistically been important. If you think I'm going to say the explosion number, you're right. (laughs) Uh, Broad jump, vertical jump, and bench are excellent indicators of whether the player has the athletic ability to get through the receiver to the ball. For every Patrick Peterson who ran a blazing fast 40, there are 10 guys in the Hall of Fame that did not. It's become on vogue to to skip some drills for the corner group, so we might not even get actual full explosion numbers for them. But like, if a guy jumps high, he can probably also jump far. That usually goes together. Uh, Unless a guy's super heavy. (laughs) None of them are putting up 30 bench reps, but it's more about not putting up 5 or 6. A player with bad upper body strength can't compete in the red zone and can get receivers off of their routes in press coverage. Or just jamming at the line in a cover two. Or get off blocks when it's a running play. It's you you just can't be bad. If that makes sense. Like I'm not saying bench is like putting up twenty eight reps makes a guy a good corner. That's not what I'm saying. I'm saying you can't suck. Uh, like 50-50 balls become 70-30 balls if you can't jump. That's pretty obvious also. Uh, no one's going to say a bad three-cone or a short shuttle isn't a problem for a corner, but those are drills that indicated guys like Xavier Robes or Jalen... Sorry, Xavier Robes. Rhodes or Jalen Ramsey were going to be special. <laughs> uh, again, tape trumps everything. But everything gets harder at the next level. So if you have physical deficiencies, sometimes they don't show up in college, but then they do in the pros. 
There are plenty of five foot ten, five foot eleven outside corners, also. So please don't get super hung up on that. Particularly once we get into the day three guys, that's not that huge of a thing. Uh, it's far from ideal to have one of those guys constantly facing DK Metcalf or Mike Evans on a regular basis, but they can get by in the league. There's a lot of free agents that are going to get paid pretty well if they actually leave their teams. Where uh, that's kind of their their deal. So as far as guys who are going to run today, uh, Terry and Arnold, Quinian Mitchell, Nate Wiggins, those are three guys that are going to kill it today, but they're going to be gone long before the Lions pick at 29, so I'm not getting too concerned about that. Uh, Ennis Rakestraw is the guy I am worried about because he could put himself in contention to be off the board with a great day here too. Uh, the boys talked to Cam Hart at the Senior Bowl. Really interesting guy. I look at him as a college player and see like a more athletic Ifyatu Milifonwu. If he's athletic enough to stay at corner and the Lions run enough cover three that he may just be able to do that for them. That could be a really good pickup a little bit later in the draft. Uh, I wish Cooper DeJean was going here because I'd just like to know what the actual like freaky high numbers he's going to put up are. But he's hurt, so he's not testing. Uh, Kalen King's 40 is going to drop him, but as long as it's high enough, that is a guy who's going to be a baller. Uh, DJ James is going to test super well, and he gets his hands on the ball. That is a name I suspect Lions fans need to keep their ears on. <laughs> um, I like Mike Sandstro, but we're not taking a nickel, So, and, but he's going to test well. Uh, same for Tyke Smith from Georgia. Again, just probably not a player the Lions are looking at, but I think he's going to do really well today. Um, Kamari Lasseter, going to test well. Never going to be a line. Moving on to safeties. As far as traits go, I think you already know which numbers I'm about to say. Say it with me. Explosion number. Bench, vert, broad. These are very important things for a safety. Like, speed's nice, but it's not relevant unless the kid's head is on straight, and with safety, much like linebacker, that is far more important than any physical thing will ever be. Kyle Hamilton ran a 4.59. Drop down boards. All pro. <laughs> I kind of wish the Lions had traded up for that, but then they wouldn't have needed Brian Branch, and I'm perfectly happy with Brian Branch. Uh, safety, as with most positions on defense, comes down to what happens at the catch point. Like all of these guys, with a few exceptions, like if you run a 4-8, I'm sorry, but you don't even get to go play in Canada. You get to go home. But if you run good enough and test well enough in all of these various things, it's what happens when you get to the catch point that is the difference between a pro bowler and say Will Harris who had to switch positions and then now doesn't really even play defense if they can avoid it. As far as position drills go, uh, the box drill tells you whether a guy has the ability to start and stop fast. That's with defensive backs, corners and safeties. That is a great drill for setting guys apart. Like the hip flip thing. Sure. Okay. Uh, Tells you if a guy is definitely not a cornerback, but like making safeties do it is just stupid. Uh, who are some safeties that are going to do well today? Cameron Kinchins is going to blow the roof off and he touches the ball. I would happily, if I were the Detroit Lions, look into taking him 
really high. Athletic freak, plays the entire field, plays the run, plays the pass, touches the ball. Uh, Evan Williams played both safety spots and nickel over the course of his career. Uh, he's 6'1", 205, not the fastest guy. The question becomes like, how fast, how far below top tier speed is he going to be? Uh, he's got the goods otherwise. An acceptable 40 should get him in front of the Lions off front office's eyeballs because both safety spots and nickel, that just described like half of their defense. Uh, my guy in this draft is Sione Vaki. They'll go day three. Uh, for a few reasons. One, he did a mission, so he's a little bit older of a prospect. Uh, isn't going to wow as far as the like height weight goes. Probably not the speed either. Um, he played both ways for Utah this year. And he is going to annihilate the league on special teams. Like He had nearly 10 yards per touch as a running back. It's not like it was out of courtesy. He was a very good... He might be a better running back than he is safety. It's pretty good safety. Started 10 games at safety for Utah this year. Uh, interesting fact about him that will come up on every broadcast if he does become a like actual starter is uh, that he was Najee Harris's fullback at high school. Yeah, I want that guy. For those of you who for some reason absolutely despise Jason Cobindo, there's your hope. <laughs> Uh-huh. Tyler Nubbin or is it Nubin? I don't have a pronunciation guide in front of me here. Uh, N-U-B-I-N. Going to go a lot higher than Siaki Vaki. Uh, he's, and he's a stud. Uh, test, he'll test really well today for a size. Like one of those like really good cover safeties. Uh, great numbers in the shorter stuff and Smooth the silk positional drills is probably what we're looking at for him. Uh, let's flip over to the offensive side for the first time in this combine. Let's look at some tight ends. Uh, you're going to hear 40 times don't matter for this position, but that is absolute, complete BS. One of the top 10 tight ends in receptions for 2023 was outside the top 20% of 40 times ever recorded at the tight end position. One. Just because Kyle Pitt's ludicrous 40 hasn't resulted in a Hall of Fame trajectory for his career to this point doesn't mean that the time doesn't have meaning for this position. It does, but you're not looking for a 4-3. You're looking for better than 4-7. If they, if they don't do that, they're not going to do anything in the league, pretty much. Like It's just, <laughs> just not happening. Uh, given the numbers get the, that are going to get thrown around all day for defensive backs, the tight ends are going to seem like they're moving really slowly. But remember that these guys are all like 240 pounds. Like This is a different size class of human being for the most part. Uh, and when people are talking about bro- how Brock Bowers looked tiny next to Gronk, uh, he's probably going to be within a half inch and 10 pounds of Sam Laporta, the guy who just set a pile of rookie records for tight ends. A guy being six foot six and two hundred and eighty pounds is pretty much the worst reason to draft a tight end in modern football. Like this ain't nineteen eighty six, man. If he was like, if if a guy was actually like an extra tackle as a blocker, he'd be playing tackle because tackles make more money. If a guy can make that move, he would have. 
Anyway, uh, back to these drills. Um, day three, if you're sifting through what's left and the fast guys are gone, a great 10-yard split can get them by. Uh, rapid direction changes also kind of define the tight end position, so like your three cone matters. But if you're watching the, like, the drill you want to watch for a sleeper tight end, like a guy who might come out of day three and just crush everything, is the gauntlet. The receiving gauntlet. A guy who looks natural catching the ball and is a big dude that's a guy with potential and like i said yesterday with the linemen and linebackers uh look for guys who punch the bag that that's at all of these positions if i haven't been saying that if there's a bag in front of them and they tap the bag like it's a a lady that they are fond of um that is not a detroit lion you want them hitting the bags like it's a person who hurt a lady that they're fond of. Uh, it's a big day tomorrow. We're going to be watching receivers and quarterbacks, also running backs, uh, but we're not super likely to be interested in running backs, so you know, we'll talk about them, but day three guys at best, probably, at that position. <laughs> you never know. They did sign a high-priced free agent and draft a guy in the first round last year, so maybe they're going to triple down and just Make everybody lose their minds. Uh, I guess we'll find out at some point in the draft. But tomorrow, receivers, quarterbacks, running backs, looking forward to it. See you then. Let's bring it here together. Let's go. Let's go. Let's go. Let's go. Let's go. Lions on three. One, two, three. Lions. You've had enough of that shit.